driving it home. With Patty Vasquez, Patty Vasquez. From global conflicts to greenhouse gases, the folks refusing to wear masks says, and politicians getting caught grabbing asses says, she's driving it home with Patty Vasquez. Hello, everybody. Uh, Patty is not here today. I am subbing for her. My name is Paul Farvar. For those of you that don't know me, I am a comedian, former attorney, recovered attorney, um, also a former musician. I've, I've done it all. Um, I have some experience with uh, politics as well, so I'm not some idiot up here who's a comedian telling jokes that are offhand. So call in. We could talk to you. Text me, 773-763-9278. A lot of stuff in the news today we'll talk about. I've got some guests coming later. Some of my friends, uh, comedian Adam Burke, will be here a little later, as well as comedian Joe Kilgallen. Um, a couple of things uh, came up. Obviously, the uh, former president is going to uh, try to appeal the Colorado decision. I think that'll be an interesting take to see what will happen there. Uh, a lot of people are interested to see what happens there as well as Maine and see if other states are going to follow along. Um, also in the news is locally uh, immigration. Uh, Hinsdale has made a rule to try to prevent buses from coming in. It'll be interesting to see. Call us up. Tell us what you think about all these things as well. I know that we already talked about Harvard's um, president resigning. I also want to talk to you about light things. I am also the host of a podcast called Why Are You Awake? Because I'm a night owl, and uh, I want to know if there are any other night owls out there. Mostly want to know, where do you guys get food after midnight? If you have any recommendations in Chicago, call and text. Let me know. Other news as well. Let's see. what what, what oh. Uh-oh. I'm just getting handed in breaking news, which is actually just the times for the breaks. So it is a breaking news. Thanks, Andy. Um, so I do want to talk about the Colorado thing uh, because what's interesting about the the state of, of Colorado's Supreme Court decision is, uh, as a former lawyer, I did government work. I actually did election law for quite some time as well. Um, it'll be interesting because the state court... The, the appeal that the uh, president is trying to overcome uh, or the appeal that he's started, the justices actually quoted Supreme Court Justice Neil Gorsuch. So it'll be an interesting to see how the majority reacts, especially because they are all state rights activists judges, for lack of a better word, and they'll see how they will react to something like this. Um, it will be interesting. I do think it will be overturned. Uh, that's my gut feeling. But I know a lot of other states are waiting to see what will happen. What do you think is going to happen? Give us a call, text 773-763-9278. Uh, I did talk to someone recently about this who didn't know that I did election law and they thought I was just an attorney or a, a comedian weighing in. Um, so I do want to say that I was a lawyer that I did handle some of this stuff as a, as a federal trial litigator. So also in the news, I want to talk about if you have questions or concerns or want to talk about Jimmy Kimmel 
who uh, Aaron Rodgers from the Green Bay Packers said will be on the Epstein list that is, is said to be slow leaked out. He has uh, attacked Aaron Rodgers and said that he will possibly sue him. It's fun to watch on Twitter or formerly known as Twitter what's going to happen there. And uh, I don't know. I think a lot of people are saying he's not taking the joke, but I don't think that's something you want to joke about, uh, especially it says, according to Kimmel, that uh, his family has been put in jeopardy. So, as a comedian, I know that's something that a lot of people think we have thin skin or we can't take a joke. I don't think this is a joking matter, but I also think Aaron Rodgers is trying to stir the pot. And as a Bears fan, I am not a fan of Aaron Rodgers. Also in the news, what are we talking? Oh, Lauren Boebert. Got a lot of Colorado news right now. Be interesting to see what happens there. She has switched districts because she can't handle the Fritch. He's outraised her, so she's gone to the other side of the state, and um, it doesn't look like. I don't know if she's going to be able to pull it off because it seems like they're more educated there. Although more Republican, it'll be interesting to see if she can overcome that. And. Uh, that's all I have of the news nationally that I know about. Locally, I can tell you that there is the top. I need to know the top places to eat late at night. I also wanted to play a game with people. Uh, we did this previously on a different radio show where we try to come up with positives that Donald Trump did during his election. And I couldn't think of very many but I wanted to know if anyone had thoughts on anything he did that was positive, any acts, any any signed, signed documentation that you thought he did a good job on. Call us up. Let us know what you think. Positive things, if you have any. I don't think that we are going to get a lot of calls on that issue. So... Those are the topics open for discussion. If anyone wants to call in or text 773-763-9278. On lighter news, we're not so light. A lot of people are talking about Chappelle uh, leaving the stage in Florida because someone took out their phone. As a comedian, I can tell you that's something a lot of people are like, what's the big deal? Well, there's a rule in place. They have you take your cameras or your phones and put them in a, in a safety spot. And if you violate those rules, that's a big deal. And a lot of people think that, again, comedians aren't, are not, they're whatever, we're prima donnas, but we're not. Those are things he's working on new jokes. Things take, are taken out of context. And a lot of comedians have problems with that. And I don't blame him, but a lot of people are upset with him. A lot of people went all out of their way. And then one person ruined it by taking out his phone and videotaping, which is a no-no. People don't understand that, but as a comedian, I can tell you, a lot of people are like, why can't we video? See, we as comedians, we're doing, we're doing stuff, and sometimes we're just working on new material, and we don't want it out there. Another thing, sometimes things are taken out of context, and people will complain about it, and I don't think that's fair to the comedian. 
And more, most importantly about all, sometimes people put stuff up on YouTube and it's so, so hard to get our material off that we don't want people out there. There's different versions of it. If we want it out as comedians, we will release it. So Mary has texted, hey, Paul, thanks. Hi, Mary. Thanks for checking in. So um, that's my thoughts on that, on recording I know a lot of clubs, people go to comedy clubs. If you go to comedy clubs, you see that the first thing they tell you is put away your cell phones. And that's the reason. We don't want that stuff out there. A lot of people don't understand, but it is a big deal. We do love when you guys follow us on social media and you uh, share the stuff that we put out. That's obviously amazing, but don't record someone's set. Ugh, it's, and that's the th- another thing on another level. Just enjoy it at the moment, right? I remember you go to concerts and all these people are taking videos and it's so silly. You're never going to watch those videos again. Just enjoy the concert. You're at a Bruce Springsteen concert. You don't need to send it to 20 of your friends to prove that you were there. Enjoy the boss, his four-hour concert for Pete's sake. And same thing goes for Chappelle because he does, he does uh, often perform for more than an hour, which is insane, but also very cool. So those are my thoughts on Dave Chappelle, one of the greatest comedians in my opinion. A lot of people are upset with him about a lot of things he said on his recent special, especially the transgender community. But he's, I still think he's great. I think a lot of people have a lot of opinions on him and they're entitled to them. Locally, there's so many great comedians you guys can go see at so many great comedy clubs, including Patty's show. Patty Vasquez has an awesome show on January 28th at the Laugh Factory. Patty Vasquez and friends, I'll be there. You can come see a lot of amazing comedians. I also have a show called Stand Up Sit Down the next night on January 29th where I talk to the comedians after they do their sets. And we talk about things that are in the news, anything Anything that they talked about during their sets. And we play some fun games. It's like a talk show where they talk after they do their sets. So check that out as well. And I think we need to go to a break. But in the meantime, give us a call at 773-763-9278. You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez. There's so much that goes on behind closed doors. On WCPT 820. Welcome to WCBT. My name is Paul Farvar, subbing in for the amazing, amazing Patty Vasquez. Uh, I am a comedian with Patty, but also a former lawyer. Um, so I'm not just a dumb comedian. So I have some thoughts. I went to law school. I was a practicing lawyer, so I can talk about some good stuff. And I know some things. I actually worked in D.C. for a while, um, and I worked for the former president, uh, Barack Obama, uh, as a lawyer in Indiana. So talk to me about the law. I can give you free legal advice. It's not going to be good, but it's free. Um, the 708 writes that you're enjoying the various topics being discussed. Well, thank you. Comedians work in very difficult environments. And I want to talk about law-related experiences. Well, 
As for comedians, it's kind of funny. I have a friend, uh, comedian Brett Ernst, who talks on stage about how everyone attacks comedians. And you know what's funny is we're kind of the truth finders in a lot of ways. A lot of times what we're talking about on stage, has it's based in truth. And so a lot of people um, attack comedians, but we're breaking down the things that are happening in the world, I think. And, uh, you know, I've worked in different fields where you are doing jobs where uh, people respect what you do and uh, you have some um, relevance and, uh, and, and legitimacy as a lawyer, especially, or, you know, people who are doctors, they have the legitimacies. And a lot of people kind of uh, don't give comedians that same respect. But some of the most intelligent people I've met, and again, I've, I've worked in, in politics, I've worked in law, some of the most intelligent people I've met are comedians. And to have that ability to break down issues or break down things that are going on in the world, it, it's really hard. And a lot of comedians, I mean, not all of them. Some of some of us are idiots, <laughs> but the ones that are that are talking about the things that matter are really good at what they talk about. And you know, comedian. It's kind of funny because I know um, Bill Bradley, who was a former senator. I worked for him in D.C. He was a, a a basketball player before, and he always used to talk about how it was interesting working with different people on on the court. And and you know, Phil Jackson was one of his. Um, uh, players that he were uh, that he that he played with, and so everyone comes from different backgrounds, and the same thing happens with. I mean, every job is like that, but with comedy, it's great. You know, I'm working with comedians who grew up in mobile homes, and I, you know, I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago, and everyone has a different outlook, and it's so interesting to see how they analyze things that are happening in the world, um, in the world of politics, in the world of just anything, social issues that we're all facing. And a lot of people attack comedians unfairly, in my opinion. But uh, and sometimes they are rightfully attacked. But it, it's interesting to see how people react to things. And and right now, look, uh, Jimmy Kimmel right now is being attacked by Aaron Rodgers, making these allegations that he was on the plane with Jeffrey Epstein when those logs are going to be released. Um, and Kimmel is actually threatening lawsuit. That's actually good because if he isn't on there and he's making these allegations that's defamation and uh you know more power to him and maybe and already the the host of the show where aaron Rodgers made that comment is back is apologizing because he doesn't want to have anything to do with it pat mcafee um so let's see here uh 708 also writes um Interested in my law-related experiences. Well, I I worked in insurance defense work mostly, um, and I did some government work and uh, defending uh, municipalities when they were sued, um, defending uh, election cases where people alleged fraud or in irregularities in local uh, municipalities, including the DuPage County, Cook County, Kane County. Very interesting, especially when people talk about election fraud and the allegations that are that are thrown out um, randomly by the former president with no support whatsoever. Um, so that's the kind of stuff I did. I also, uh, interestingly enough, one of the cases I did representing healthcare community, I, I argued before uh, now U.S. Supreme Court uh, Justice Amy Comey Bryant Barrett. 
I said Bryant. I was thinking of Bear Bryant, the coach from the Alabama. Amy Comey Bryant, she ruled in my favor. No big deal. But uh, it was overturned eventually. So I won and lost in front of her. She was on the Seventh Circuit at the time. So that's my legal uh, experience. For I, I practiced in Illinois here for 20 years. Um, I also did personal injury stuff. So if you want to see someone, let's talk. I'll take that case. Better call Paul. Hashtag better call Paul is going to start <laughs> as well. Um, no, I, my, my license isn't active anymore, but um, I still uh, have a law degree and I could make it active for the right case. So, and in fact, what if I was only here just to try to get cases? That would be great. I just <laughs> just start asking people, call me, maybe we got a case. And then I could, I could just start up my practice when things are slow in the comedy world. Um, <laughs> you should hire me. That's what I, that's what I, I think. I think everyone should hire me. Um, but if you don't want to hire me for, for law, you can hire me for comedy. But what I really want to know Honestly, um, I am a night owl. Are there other night owls there? I know it's five o'clock now, so we're at the point where, you know, people are either starting their day and they're going overnight or they're ending their day and they're driving home. Give us a call, 773-763-9278 or text us. What I want to know are the best places to eat after midnight. If you have any recommendations, I need them because I'm tired of going to the same seven places in my area. I live in uh, in the North, in Lincoln Park. So, um, Also, New Year's Eve. What did you guys do? I performed uh, at Hilton uh, downtown. Great, 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 great show. And then uh, performed at the Lab Factory. I did not make any resolutions this year. I think that... Uh, that's my New Year's resolution is to not make a resolution so I don't have to worry about breaking it. Um, and I think one of the things oh, – actually, I shouldn't say that. One thing I do want to do is two things. One thing I want to tell people that you know, we, I want to stress on stage as much as I can that we have more in common with each other than we don't. A lot of people want us to keep fighting with each other, especially in politics. And the second thing that I think is very important is that – I am going to advance the the argument that turtles bring nothing to the table. And I think that plastic straws are more important than turtles. And I've done the research. A lot of people say they do something for the whole ecosystem. But I did the research. Other animals also do the same thing as turtles. So they are not as necessary. And straws are vital. Plastic straws are vital. I will fight you on this. 773-763-9278 if you are a turtle fan and you believe that I am in the wrong and that turtles should be respected more than plastic straws. That's that's <laughs> that's where I'm going to stand on, on the arguments of the two things for New Year's. The, again, the first thing was obviously trying to show people that we have more in common with each other than we don't. And the second thing is plastic straws are important and uh turtles are cute very cute just like koalas neither of them bring anything to the table but at least koalas are cute turtles are okay that's that's <laughs> these are the tough topics we're talking about today on wcpd turtles versus straws um back to everyone's waiting for the epstein 
length to see if they are going to drop names publicly from this list um, of who was at Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein's island. And everyone, especially um, conspiracy theorists, are saying that this is going to be groundbreaking news. I don't know if that's the case. But as of now, it was supposed to be leaked today. It hasn't been leaked whatsoever. 763-9278. Area code 773-773-763-9278. If you have late night places, want to argue about turtles, or have thoughts on Maine or Colorado ruling. An interesting that happened uh, overnight last night is a shooter um, came in to Colorado, and uh, they're saying it's not related. But they came into the U.S. or the Colorado Supreme Courthouse and uh, and uh, shot up the place. They're saying it's not illegal. The, his arraignment was today. Hopefully, no. Uh, thankfully, no one was hurt, and hopefully, it wasn't related. Okay, I think the turtles thing has caused some friction here, Andy. Uh, let's let's talk to. Uh, Robert is calling from Chicago to talk about turtles. Hey, Robert, you're live. Robert, are you there? Hello, I'm calling. Yeah, yeah, I'm calling regarding the uh, turtles. Yes. What do you have to say, Robert? Am I wrong? The, yeah, in one uh, in one case, I would say the um, the uh, giant sea turtles. Yes. Uh, uh, unfortunately for them, they're the favorite snack of. The great white sharks, and to talk about a uh, a rough flight, to be a slow turtle swimming along, and to see a great white coming at you, and talk about a bad day. So you're saying that if if the turtles are not around, the sharks great great white sharks will have to find a different snack. No, what, I, what I'm saying is it's unfortunate for the turtles oh, that okay. you're you're. That uh, you know that they uh, of all of all creatures that that go after them, um, and uh, you know they it's it's uh, unfortunate that that's that's their plight. So uh, that's all I'm saying oh, about it because you're it. saying that you know I, it's not a, it's not a um, it's not a uh, um, super serious issue. It's a, right. an unfortunate plight, and you were you know. He was saying, "Well, the turtles, you know, they they're 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 not great uh, 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 great species or whatever." I just yeah. say they're an, an unfortunate one, especially yes. the uh, giant sea turtles. Well, you know? they they already have disadvantages ecologically because they are slow. But I feel like for years we were, they were advancing these plastic straws, which were horrible. Or I'm sorry, the paper straws, because they said plastic straws. Uh, harm the turtles but i feel like like your your argument is actually helping my case because they're already they're already um preyed upon by the great white shark but but yeah i don't know i I, i'm just a big fan of of plastic straws and i know that they're bad for the economy or not the economy for the environment maybe the economy but um, how are they bad for straws i never heard that well they said that they say that plastic straws uh hurt the turtles because they get stuck in there in their, it makes them hard to breathe because they get stuck in their in their noses. And if they, if you see a picture, if you Google it, you'll see that um, you'll see that it was uh, that that's why that was the reason why plastic straws. You saw certain venues not using straws anymore or converting to paper straws because it was bad for the turtles. 
And so my argument was, let's bring back the plastic straws everywhere and forget about the turtles. Oh, I had not heard that the, the turtles were uh, were particularly uh, um, uh, affected by it. But, there, yeah, that's the first I've heard of that. But yeah. that's, yeah, unfortunate, I guess, for the turtles because they, they uh, apparently, you know, don't buy a lot of drinks or something like that. So they're <laughs> not true. used to working with them, you know. Yeah. Well, my argument I'm, stands. I, I'm, I'm a big a proponent. I'm pro uh, plastic straw. I'm on the plastic straw lobby. I, I think that's controversial these days, but I'm going to take a stand and uh, until someone proves me otherwise that turtles are more valuable than plastic straws. That's that's just where I believe. But thank you, Robert, for calling. Uh, we have to take a break here at WCPD. Uh, please give us a call. In the meantime, 773-763-9278. You're listening to WCPT 820. You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. Welcome back to Driving It Home. My name is Paul Farber. I'm sitting in for the amazing Patty Vasquez, who's taking a much-needed break. She'll be back tomorrow, or you can catch her at her show at the Laugh Factory on January 28th. Uh, Patty Vasquez and friends, I will be there. I'll also be there for my show at called Stand Ups Sit Down, Monday, January 22nd, and Monday, January 29th. If you want free tickets to that show and you heard this, heard me on the radio, just follow me on Instagram and ask me. I got about 12 tickets for each show to give away for free. So if you want to come see a live comedy show, because we are talking about comedy, and we're going to be talking to comedians later as well, uh, comedian... Adam Burke is going to join us from Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. And then comedian Joe Kilgallen will also join us later at 6.15 to talk about his new album that came out. And we'll talk about other comedy-related issues as well, whether it's Kimmel, Chappelle, or Lauren Boebert. Because in a way, she's kind of a comedian in my mind. Uh, Judy has called in, and I think she wants to maybe weigh in on the turtle talk or other conversations. Hi, Judy. Yeah, I could. I, I'm always going to come down on the side of anything that's against plastic. Oh, I no. You sh- okay. You should, na- you should not use plastic for anything but medical. Okay. I hate plastic. Oh, God. But, but straws are okay. used for medical purposes sometimes, too. Plastic straws. Um, I, well, yes. But, but I, I am so old, Paul, <laughs> that I remember paper ones, and they work perfectly well. Oh, see, those came back for a while. People were using plas- uh, paper straws, and they melt in your mouth, and they get all gooey. I don't no, like they them. Don't. Yes, they do. I, well, they must be <laughs> making them wrong. They Maybe they are. That. Maybe back then. That I, was, I mean, you could do it. Well, maybe when I they... used to drown them so that they would unwrap. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe back when they were doing it before plastic, they put plastic in them to, so they would keep their form. And so, I don't think they really didn't have much plastic. I, and I, uh, don't, I don't know what sort of... We had cellophane, which I suppose is a form of plastic. But I just, that was I, about the big extent of the plastic was cellophane wraps. I see. Well, if you go to certain restaurants, modern restaurants, they have these plastic straws, or I'm sorry, paper straws. I keep saying plastic. The paper straws, they melt in your mouth, and they're just, after you have a couple sips of your Diet Coke or whatever it is that you drink, they melt in your mouth. Plastic straws retain 
their 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 structure. And a lot of people also use these new metal straws. I know um, those are. I'd be afraid of that though, because the only time we actually use straws is when we travel to our cottage and we were in the car for a long time. I'd be afraid if you hit a bump and it was a metal straw, you'd hmm. gouge the top of your mouth out. And it, I just don't like the feeling of metal in your teeth, right? I mean, those are things that, that just it feels like you're at the dentist. If you ever chew a gum wrapper and yeah. oh, that's the worst, especially if you <laughs> have work done on your teeth. One of your fillings. Yeah, I hate ah. that. That's yeah. another thing. Oh, yeah, you're older than I thought. <laughs> no, yeah, I have got. I've got all my teeth are filled. I have a. I have a. I have a sweet tooth and and face. So it's all it's all candy in in here. Um, yeah, me too. Oh God, they showed me a picture of my teeth, and I said, "Never show me that again." <laughs> yeah, I, I want to see like eighty years of dental work. Oh, uh, yeah, horrible. I'm I'm getting and there. I, can tell you, I I have stories about Colorado. Okay, maybe a little off what you're asking, but my I love Colorado. Uh, my stepdaughter has a place in Telluride, and they sent them a note and said that. In the coming year, their insurance is going to be dropped. Mm. They had to get something new. Well, the people who are on the board at the condo kind of thing that they live in, or they own a part of, mm-hmm. didn't get to it. And so now they're down to the wire, and she's panicking because if somebody... It's icy uh, and, and very, you know slanted streets, if somebody falls on your sidewalk or come, walks in the door and there are there's at least one store on the bottom and, you know, if they walk in and their feet are wet and they fall, they could sue the whole building. Hmm. You're a lawyer. You know about this. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would love to take that case if, if something happens. <laughs> That's yeah, really why so, I'm here, so, Judy. I'm just trying to get legal cases. That's why I disagree. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But you could do well out there because all these people have money. Her husband has money and all the other people. But they seem like, oh, well, it'll work out. And it's not working out. They aren't getting it. They aren't getting it in time. And then it says, what if somebody does that and falls down? And then, and then what? Through the whole building, yeah. With all these rich people in it. Well, Boy, if rich find people, me out there, and I'll fall. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always tell people if you fall, make sure it's somewhere nice. And uh, well, yeah, if you're going to do it, tell her right's a place. Tell her. Well, tell us the address of this place so we can send some people, and maybe I can get yes, some yeah, cases I, out of this. I don't really know, but I, <laughs> I could find out for you. Fair anyway, enough. She's having a fit because Don is very precise. And she doesn't like it that these people, but well, they've always slid through because they've got money. Oh, it'll work out. Oh, it'll work out. And so that, now they're down to the, and the reason is because now there are wildfires in Colorado. Mm-hmm. They've never been close to them, but there's no reason why they can't be. Hmm. So. Well, I don't, I don't. I can't speak to that, but if they if they if they need any legal advice, I will I will give them free legal <laughs> advice on on the insurance and anything well, I don't, related. She's right. Yeah. They they really have to get this done because they could lose the apartment. They could yeah. lose a lot of money. 
Yeah, it's it's a very tough time, and and insurance rates are going up for cars too. A lot of people, uh, I know myself included, I I my rates went up, and a lot of I don't know how people are going to afford the insurance that they need to have legally um, in case something does happen. And I, I think you're going to see it's it's going to the system's going to it's going to have to be adjusted again. We'll see. No one's talking about it because the insurance uh, lobby is in everybody's pocket. But right. And what can you do? I, the, the other thing is, she said, some people in there have mortgages. And in order to keep your mortgage, I do believe, well, I know you, we had to do it when we bought our house. We've since paid it off. So we're the ones that pay it. But out there, the same thing. When you have a mortgage, you have to have it insured. Absolutely, yeah. So, yeah. So there's, you know, another wrinkle to this. I don't think I would ever want to have a condo. I suppose you have one. <laughs> I do, and uh, and we have all kinds of, all kinds of insurance issues, uh, and uh, yeah. you have to have your own insurance in in condos as well as the homeowners insurance, and then you have to have insurance the the. the HOA has to have insurance. Have you into being on the board because you are a lawyer? <laughs> I have successfully avoided being on it for 20 <laughs> years, Judy. And, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm the consigliere. I give every president the advice they need on legal stuff for free, but I do not. And it, in, in return, I don't have to go to the meetings, which, by the way, I think I'm, me- I'm missing the meeting today. And, and that's another I reason why I took this oh, job. Well, so I can get out of the meeting. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's see. That's what it, I'd rather come and talk about turtles in Colorado than argue about the color well, of the I wall have, in our. I have a lake, not not all by myself, but I've been going there since I was three months old, and caught a lot of turtles. They are they are very helpful in the ecosystem, mm. and they keep that you know they keep the shorelines kind of cleaned up. They eat mm. up the dead fish and. They're like in addition to other people. Other species do what they do. They're Out, not outside of outside of amusing children. They yeah. have other uses. I think that from the research I did, there's other species that do the same thing for the ecosystem. That that get the yeah, algae and everything. We had some really big turtles. They took really big bites. Well, they should just be careful when they see plastic straws. And That's you all. can eat them. What's that? You, you can eat turtles. Yeah, turtle soup. There you go. I, yeah, I've had turtle soup. It, 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 just once. You'd think I would have had it more up there, but they're not. They're, have you ever tried to clean one of those? <laughs> no. I know my, my best friend growing up had a turtle uh as a pet, and uh it was fine. It was kind of, we, we it was exciting for like the first two days. But then I think I <laughs> got a parakeet, and I was like, yeah, this is better. No, they don't do much. No, they don't do anything. And they're not very cuddly. The snapping turtles got quite large. And those are mean, too. Yeah. Oh, God, yes. We used to avoid them as much as we could. But when they did catch them, there were a few people around there who could cook them into a stew or a soup. See? They're a meal. You can still eat them after the straws. So I'm going to put you... you don't want to eat plastic. I'm going to put you down as in favor of straws then, based on what you told me. So you and Robert both are on my side. So we have two no, pro-plastic straws. I'm and, on the turtle side. Mm, I don't Even know. the big, ugly. You just said you wanted to eat them. All right. Well, I, you can eat them, though. So, <laughs> you know, you can't eat a plastic straw. 
I don't know, but you can enjoy a, a nice liquid better than you could with a plastic straw. So that's my there thoughts. There are alternatives today. You could drink it. <laughs> that's true. Without the straw. Yeah, but then if you've had work done on your teeth, that's, that's uncomfortable, your front teeth. See? It goes back to plastic straws help people who have work done on their teeth. You can't do the metal straws and and you can't. I thought you weren't so, if I, I am about to have a tooth pulled, so. Maybe, uh, maybe if you use plastic don't, straws, don't, you can avoid that problem. No, no, I can't. I can't have the plastic <laughs> straw. I can't. They tell you not to suck. Ah, well. Something about pulling, you know, and you might sure. bleed. That's dangerous, so too. For a couple of days, I won't be able to do that. There. Makes sense. Well, Judy, we have to take a break. Thank you for calling and, and weighing in on the on the straw versus turtle argument. Uh, appreciate your call, Judy. We're going to take a break. Call in if you want to talk about that, uh, about turtles and straws, election fraud, comedians. We got our guest coming in. 773-763-9278. Call or text me. You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. Welcome back to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez. The voice you're hearing is not Patty Vasquez. I am Paul Farver sitting in for the amazing Patty Vasquez who needed a break, deserves a break. She'll be back tomorrow or you can catch her at Laugh Factory on January 28th for her show Sunday, January 28th at Patty Vasquez and Friends. I'll be there. I'll also be there the next night for Stand Up, Sit Down, where I interview comedians after their sets and we talk to them about all kinds of stuff, maybe even plastic straws versus turtles unlikely but you never know joining me now is fellow comedian uh you might have seen him around town in chicago he's a legend in the game already breaking things <laughs> you've also seen him on wait wait don't tell me adam burke hi how are you paul thanks for having me thanks for coming in that was a fantastic conversation <laughs> that you had before i came in i, I was listening to it out in the hall yes that was a wide-ranging group of topics. You started off on plastic straws and ended up with you saying the insurance companies are in everybody's pocket. This is true. I can't wait for your next rate review. <laughs> they're, they're checking on me right now. That's the one thing that you'll never hear you know, in politics. No one's like, oh, we should, we should investigate insurance because everyone... Everyone they pay they pay both sides. I used to have a bit about the plastic straws because they were saying that you need to get metal ones. Yeah, and uh, you know I like to drink, so sure. I, I'm really looking forward to having one. I, I want like a, a metal straw that you kind of screw together. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you have to put it together. Yeah, who's gonna do that? I'll, I'll, I'll carry it in a little case, like I'm about to play the world's tiniest game of pool. You know? like, <laughs> I just want it to look like the CIA pays me to drink old fashions. You know. You, you know what's funny is uh, Gary Gullman in his new special. He advances the argument for metal straws, and he says that he uses pipe cleaners to clean them. He has a joke about it where he's like, I'm bringing back the pipe cleaning and pipe cleaner industry because now that people are using it for that. But I just I, – I, I love plastic straws. Do you remember when they had those paper straws for a while, like everywhere? Yeah, They're yeah. horrible. I would be like, nah, I'll just – won't drink anything. <laughs> no, I liked it. I liked the way they would um, they would Melting. dissolve in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> you would just be eating uh, whiskey infused paper. Right. It's such. A, <laughs> it's just garbage. I did not like them. And and I and I I think turtles are cute. I really do. I think koalas are great too. Koalas don't bring anything to the table either. But we don't have to give anything up for koalas. I exactly. feel like 
turtles were giving up something that's really important. <laughs> and you want them to remember it. I, I want them to work harder. Maybe they should learn how to not ingest the, the plastic. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they'll evolve as well as a species because, you know, already they're, they're lagging behind. Yeah. We've 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 done a few million years of evolution. Maybe it's your turn, you jerk. Well, I, I stand by my decision. Uh, if you want to weigh in, still, I think we've we've beat the turtle thing pretty hard. Seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight. Adam, people are calling. Uh, they checked three one two is checking. What percentage of election frauds do you see as serious? Well, that's a good question. Um, I think that. There's very little that is. I think the investigations that I saw when I was a lawyer were very. It was. It was. Um, there was some irregularities. I, I know that when I was a lawyer for on the Obama campaign in Indiana, we did see some crazy things that were intense. Like you're like, is this really happening? Because I, I thought it was going to be an easy day at the job on the election day, but what they did was they had elaborate schemes to to try to prevent people from going to the polls. And that's a little harder to prove than fraud. But in terms of these uh, the allegations that, that have been posted, I think when they did do investigations, they found that there was less than 0.01%. Uh, so less than 1%. Um, and, yeah, because they could always, um, when, when you know they pointed out the election fraud, what was weird is they could always name the individual cases. Mm -hmm. They're like, yeah, I know, I, there was. It was one guy, and, it's, and, and they're all like terrible. They're all like real, right. real dumb guys that do it. There, there, there is there is the argument that some people, some people who pass away, their their children will vote for them. I know that that happened. Uh, that we did see that quite a bit, but then that's also like. I mean, like, all right, he was alive for 75% of the time. <laughs> like, there's there's got to be people who hated their parents so much that when they die, they vote the opposite of how they would have voted just so they could get one last dig in. <laughs> yeah. Well, my parents, uh, they're, they split the, the party. One, one is a very staunch Republican. One is a very staunch Democrat. Why and, do we only use the word staunch uh, about politics? We don't use it in any other Have you ever setting? Said, I ever heard him go, I'm a staunch vegan? <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, the word That's staunch right. has been reserved political. for, and it's one of those words that we only use it in that context, and we just keep staunch repeating. advocate. I'm, I'm a st yeah, advocate for That's still Do political. Donald Trump. To be on I'm a staunch advocate for plastic straws. <laughs> right. There you go. You're a staunch advocate against turtles, is what we've learned. I'm not so much against turtles as pro straws, but. That's my opinion. But but what I would do was uh, when the election in 2020, they were in a state that was in play. And I uh, I gave I helped my mom, who is the Democrat, get her ballot. And then I told my dad, I'm like, I can't I can't find yours. <laughs> wow. So that was your own. You that was my only. I did fraud. Your yeah. own I gerrymandered the house. <laughs> but then uh, he eventually found it. But I, I just I, I, I was like, oh, Dad, just don't do the run. Don't do it. Well, I have an important question on that. Can yeah. you use uh, staunch without a modifying noun? Do you ever go that guy? Look at that I don't guy. know. What, Look how staunch that guy is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think I can. I don't think I can. Yeah, it's, it's one thing about Paul. 
Staunch. <laughs> He's a staunch. It's a good band name. Yeah, or, uh, or uh, improv group. It sounds like a. It sounds like a really pretentious restaurant. Yes. <laughs> Have you eaten at Staunch yet? <laughs> that would be good. I like it. Have you had the the brunch at Staunch? The Staunch. It's, it's remarkable. It's, it's very. I advocate for it. So yeah, and people, I, I've been telling people to call in uh, places to eat after midnight. Uh, someone wrote your kitchen. <laughs> that doesn't help me. You don't. You haven't seen my kitchen. I don't have anything to eat. Are we allowed to plug places? Are we allowed yeah, to of course. I was. I was. Try, that's, I, I advanced people. I reached out to them to tell me where I can go after midnight to eat. If they had any recommendations, in do you Ch- have some? Adam? Yeah, in Chicago, my go-to is, um, uh, and I, I tell comedians about this in town all the time. Estelle's. They have food after midnight? Oh, boy. And they have the best food. Really? Yeah, because it's just exactly what you want. It's like really good, like duck fat fries and like really simple patty burgers. And it's just, it's the kind of thing, you know, if you're a vegan, maybe not that many options for you. Sorry. If you're a staunch vegan, you're out of luck. <laughs> staunch vegan. There you go. <laughs> I, uh, oh, that's why. Well, so here, that's funny. You say duck, fr- uh, I don't eat animals that are cute. Oh, uh, wait, turtles are kind of cute. I don't eat them, <laughs> but you'll kill I just, them. I'll you'll, let them die over t- over stress. You kill them for convenience. I didn't. I'm not killing them. I'm just not saving them because of the straws. But also, I won't eat rabbit. I won't eat any cute animals. Are ducks always cute? They're really cute. I mean, there's there's a famous story about a young one that's not. <laughs> I mean, it's a, a world-famous story. Would yes. you eat that one? I would eat that one, but, probably. You know why? Because you'd actually be eating swan. Yeah, it's probably a swan. <laughs> I hate geese, but I don't. I also don't think I would eat a geese because they're just that difficult. Used to, that used to be the Christmas bird before turkey. Really? Oh, yeah, goose. I would eat that. Yeah. I would love to try it. Goose, it's very fatty. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. They don't bring anything to the table either, but we're not going to go into that. <laughs> Canadian geese. I grew up in an area where they were where they were just they would just destroy land. They would eat all the grass and just poop all over the place. I have a question about Canadian ge- uh, Canadian ge- in Chicago. Ge- was in Canada. Canadian yeah. goose down jackets. Yes. Why does their logo have to be so much like the CTA logo? Oh, that's right. <laughs> The amount of times I've gone up to someone who's just playing Canadian Goose and asked them how to get to the loop. And they're like, uh, I'm not from here. I'm a tourist on the Mag Mile. That's true. That's true. Uh-oh. Oh, we have a caller on the Turtles and Straws. Uh, and awesome. Let's see if Steve from uh, Chicago, you want to talk about Turtles and Straws? Steve, you're on the air. Hi, Steve. Hey, I am going to start actually with a restaurant recommendation. Excellent. This might be a little hard, uh, far for you if you're in Lincoln Park, but a good place for a variety of food and drink after midnight, um, Fireside Inn on Raven Oh, Woods. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good place, too. I've been there. It's a little far, but it's yeah. good. Yeah, that's and that's it is. It, I used to do a lot of I used to do a lot of theater, and that was always our go to. Oh God, what is still open? I'm starving. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, my go to is Golden Apple, which is great, but I, I feel like I'm there yeah. way too often. And now I'm going to try Estelle's. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't want a knife and fork after go. midnight. Oh yeah. No, <laughs> that seems so Too much fancy. Work. <laughs> what do you got? Would you tuck it in a bib as well? Can I get a little bell to ring while I'm at it? It just the seems st- really the fancy. They don't even give you. Food. No, they just like don't give you a plate. <laughs> <laughs> give you a paper plate yeah. and a paper straw. That's yeah. it. 
Steve, what what is uh, okay? So that's a good recommendation. I, I'll definitely I like the Fireside Inn. That's a, that's a great uh, call. What's your? Where do you fall on the turtle verse straw? And argument? Then, well, oh, you have another recommendation? To, 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 no, no. To, to combine a couple of uh, of your topics tonight, using your example, say I run a business and it's all based, it's all automotive based, and it produces a lot of, of deadly toxins. Using your uh, your reasoning, I can pull up my my uh, cars right next to your home. Pump the exhaust into your place, kill you. But it doesn't matter because, and there are other comedians that can get up and tell, you know Dave Chappelle can still get up and tell jokes. So, sorry, I know you want to live, but I want I, I want my cars to run. I really hope this guy is stroking a turtle as he's saying this. <laughs> he's so mad at your example. <laughs> well played, Steve. To be perfectly honest, I'm stir frying one right now. <laughs> well played, Steve. Well, Steve, we have to go to break. Uh, if you want to stay on hold, we'll talk to you more about the straws and the, the turtles, or if you have other food recommendations. In the meantime, uh, call us in if you want to chime in on that, or if you have questions for Adam or I, 773-763-9278. We'll be right back. Driving it home with Patty Vasquez, Patty Vasquez. From global conflicts to greenhouse gases, the folks refusing to wear masks says, and politicians getting caught grabbing asses says, she's driving it home with Patty Vasquez. Welcome to WCPTA 20 and also our friends at KTNF 950 in Minneapolis, St. Paul. The voice you're hearing is not Patty Vasquez. It is Paul Farvar. I am sitting in for Patty, who deserved a much-needed break, and she'll be back tomorrow. But I'll be taking over. If you want to see her or you want to watch her, come see her live January 28th at the Laugh Factory. I'll be there as well. Also, I will be there uh, the next night, January 29th, for a show of stand-ups sit-down. But if you're looking for something to do the weekend leading into January 28th, you can go see our guest, Adam Burke, who will be at the Comedy Plex Complex in Oak Park, January 26th, 27th. Hey, Adam. Hi. How's it going? (laughs) Welcome back. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Can I say about the guy who said he was stir-frying turtles? Yes. You know what's good about stir-frying a turtle? What's that? It has its own walk. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) How much time did you spend on that one? (laughs) The whole break. (laughs) Uh, Adam, you have a uh, new album coming out uh, called Weaponized Empathy. Yeah. What do you talk about on there besides Uh, turtles? uh, I talk about growing up in the north of Ireland, and I talk about, uh, you know, uh, I recorded it a while ago, so there's a little bit of pandemic stuff on there, not too much. Yeah. Just a little sous-song. You know what's funny is when I, I recorded two specials, during the pandemic, the first one they said, "Don't bring it up," because by the time it's released, yeah, <laughs> it's going to be a thing of the past. Right? And they released it, and I recorded it for Dry Bar in April of twenty, or I'm sorry, May of 2020, 2021. They released it this year, still relevant, but yeah, they yeah, yeah. they took out anything that I mentioned of COVID. Oh wow! And then the new one, they said the same thing, but I think people are going to always talk yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Northern Ireland, uh, so that makes you an immigrant. Yeah. Yep. People Proud don't think about that when they see you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what is, yeah they I'm mostly the, look like me. I'm one of the undercover ones. Yeah, yeah. the undercover yeah. As long as I keep my mouth shut. Our good friend uh, Sting 
uh, <laughs> one of your favorite musicians. Oh boy, the, Adam and I oh, have a history of boy. hating. I love the Police. He I hates the band. We're gonna work this in. Somehow. But he had a song called uh, "I'm an Alien." I'm a legal alien. Yeah. I'm an Englishman in right. New York. Right. That's you in a way, but it's Northern Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Sting and I have so much in common. <laughs> yes, you do. He has a new album coming out soon. Oh boy! <laughs> um, no, what what else did you? Uh, what what are the things that you uh, when you prepare for an album? What do you have to do? Because a lot of people are. We talked about earlier how people get upset that Chappelle got all mad that someone was recording. Yeah. What are your What are your thoughts on that? Or what did you do to prepare? Those are two um, different questions. I know. <laughs> um. I do like it's a great way to just steal phones and then just like here, put all your phones in this bag. <laughs> Have you so done a show where they've done that? Um, no, but I've been to shows where they've done it. I mean, you know, him, uh, he's 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 gonna do what he's gonna do. Um, you know, uh, the way I prepare is uh, the way I think a special is different from a regular set is that you kind of want it all to thematically flow into each other. Right. So I think it's it's not just sort of like the greatest hits of what you're doing, but like I think just the order kind of means you know, you know, it makes laws. I was I was rewatching um one of my favorite comedians to um I don't watch a lot of specials. I have a very short list, but I love Brian Regan. Oh yeah, he's great. And if you ever watch Brian Regan, the way <laughs> Brian Regan picks his order, it's it's impeccable. You don't notice that he's changed topics. In the space of five minutes, he'll go from being at parties to monkeys somehow. Right. And it's completely seamless. Yeah. And it's also completely absurd. But the way he does it, the way he picks the order, and then, and then it's, his segues are just so like nice but arbitrary it's just like uh yeah a lot of people have goals and then whatever it is you know he'll just like yeah. he'll just transform it it's great yeah I, when i when i did my special the last one i just recorded that they they edited it and they took things out of order and they did it in a way that i did not think it was going to do because i had to record my special over a span of multiple shows and I was like, actually, that kind of works because I was like, I never – I always – when I do a show or a, even when I was doing the special, I lump things together like family. I'll right. talk about it here. I'll talk about miscellaneous things here. And then at the end, I talk about law or whatever. Right. And they did it in a way I'm like, oh, that kind of works thematically. Right. And so the way they put my special together, which I had no say in, or I had some say, now I'm doing – shows like that i'm like oh that fits here because i'm talking about my parents moving and then i have a joke about pods moving and i'm like oh this works I, i'll say a friend of mine edited my album i was i wasn't uh, you know i was kind of stuck with it a bit and then I, I asked a friend to listen to it and he said he said i'll listen to it and he goes i'll edit it for you and he edited it <clears throat> and he's sort of like in a couple of instances he actually made the jokes better because he took uh, just a little bit out here and there yeah. and I was like oh that works and I felt really dumb because I was like that works so much better <laughs> well it's funny uh, they did that to me on two jokes they took out a part that I didn't want them to and one time it didn't make any sense whatsoever right. but the other time I'm like oh yeah I don't need that Right, right. and I was right. like who edited this because <laughs> he accidentally 
did something brilliant, but who knows? Um, do you talk a lot about, do you do any political stuff on your, on your new album? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I talk about, um, uh, I've got a bit there where I talk about the news, this whole kind of notion of fake news and stuff. And I know that like, that's, you know, that's a big thing that people have, people are like, uh, it's really interesting how uh, how crazy people have got. Like it, it's it's so funny that where we live now, everybody is like an ancient philosopher uh-huh. because you will just tell someone a fact that you heard, and they'll basically go, "Well, what is truth? <laughs> how do you know that?" It's, and you're like, "How do I know that?" You know? It's so crazy how the news has been. People have have alienated so much to be you know attacking journalists who are more real than <laughs> the internet where you get your information that you think is not fake news. Well, it's a game of telephone, right? Yeah. Because it's like people have heard it. There's a huge thing in, in Ireland now, which which is very, um, uh, very contentious, where a thing happened where someone got attacked in Ireland. And certain people, one of them, one of them was Conor McGregor, had heard that it was an immigrant. Right. So Ireland has been having massive migration problems at the moment just because the infrastructure isn't there and they're taking on a lot of refugees and it's kind of a problem. So this has been at a boiling point that someone basically went online and, and people like Conor McGregor amplified it and said, this is what happens when you have unrestricted immigration. Yeah. And so riots broke out in Dublin. It turned out the guy was a migrant, but he had migrated 20 years ago. He was an Irish citizen. Right. Uh, Irish citizen. And so before anyone, by the time they realized that, Dublin had been almost burned down to the ground. Yeah. So now they're passing a law where, and this is, this is what happens, right? This is, this is like the, the pendulum swing. They're passing a law where they're saying, like, you can't post certain memes. And it's like, well, that's... <laughs> The memes or people are using that as fact now. Right, right. Yeah. But it's also like oh, dear God. the memes aren't really the problem. By the <laughs> by the time you get by the time someone has a cat saying something, I think <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> it's too late. That's true. I, I think it's it's interesting because and somebody uh texted, I think, um Todd texted um from the three three one um that he also waited on a lot of things. He uses a straw to stir his captain and coke, and it creates wrinkles. <laughs> Straws create wrinkles. That is true. From pursing lips, so do cigarettes. I love this. I love this about <laughs> uh, now, Todd. I don't know your situation. I can only speak for myself and my friends who are drunks. But I love, I love the denial that drunks go through. Yeah. It's the straw that's created the wrinkles, <laughs> not the fact no, that you're up, your lips. Not the fact but that yes, you're up four in the morning, correct? And you haven't drank water in <laughs> thirty-five years. But yeah, it's the straw. Uh, and he said that the guy who shot up the courthouse in Colorado was a Trump supporter. The media is hiding that fact. Um, again, where are you hearing this? I would think that the media would not. Uh, right. Cover that fact. I think they were trying to put that connection together, but that's where you know if you go on Twitter now, it's insanity. Like if you just accidentally yeah. go on one page and you're like, "Oh, what did what did Aaron Rodgers say about Kimmel?" And you're like, "Oh my God, <laughs> they're talking about George Floyd in this situation. How is this relevant?" Yeah. So it's it's great, and that's kind of what we dealt with with um, you know the Capitol and people. Oh, the the mis the information that was happening there. Speaking of which, 
Yes. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. I heard me. this today. I don't know if you heard about this. There is a new board game that someone made. By the way, it's $65. So if they say that when we're asking who's the This is a here, true thing. This is a true thing. Someone came out with a board game called Storm the Capital. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's a January 6th themed board game. Is it uh, a joke or is it real it, it, or it, both? It, it's, <laughs> I guess it's both sides will be like. <laughs> <laughs> it's by MB, which isn't Milton Bradley. It's by Militia Brothers. Um, but, um, but it's, you know, it's a real thing. It's not a joke. And, it, and you can play wow. both sides. You can either be the riders. So you play the riders or. Versus. Oh, it's like cowboys and Indians. That play. <laughs> this is like the new thing. Yeah. Oh, dear God. It seems, I, was, I was saying it seems like a pointless game because if you win, the other person is just going to say the whole thing was rigged. <laughs> <laughs> like it's the only game that ends in a series of lawsuits. You know? That is true. It's a it's a no win situation. Can you stick around for a second? We're going to take a break. Adam Adam Burke is joining me. I'm Paul Farvar. We're both comedians. Adam is going to be at the the complex in Oak Park, January twenty sixth, twenty seventh. I will be at uh, the Laugh Factory on January 22nd and 29th for stand-up sit-down and for Patty's show on January 28th, Patty Vasquez and Friends. If you follow us, we'll tell you how to get free tickets. Sometimes we have free tickets. Stay tuned. Hi, folks. I'm Kurt Bankstead from the Monaco Brewing Company, and I sell progressive beer like Biden beer, which is inoffensive and not bitter, and Extinct Elephant, a moderate red ale. Because you know those moderate Republicans seem to be going the way of the dodo. A percentage of the proceeds of each can sold goes to keep Wisconsin blue and drive the MAGA cult out of our state. Enjoy a great craft beer and help your dysfunctional neighbor to the north get its democracy back. To keep track of the good trouble we're making in Wisconsin and where to buy our beer, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and our website, MonacoBrewingCompany.com. And drink responsibly. On January 6, 2021, followers of Trump and something called QAnon attempted a coup at the United States Capitol. Who are these people? I want to live with the QAnon girl. I could be well, welcome back to WCBT 820, driving it home with Patty Vasquez. The voice you're hearing is not Patty Vasquez. I am Paul Farvar sitting in. For Patty Vasquez, who will return tomorrow. She's just taking a break today. Also want to welcome KTNF 9.50 a.m. at Minneapolis, St. Paul. Joining me is comedian Adam Burke, who you can catch at the Comedy Complex in Oak Park, January 26th, 27th. And his new special, which will be released soon, Yeah, Weaponized Empathy. Uh, we had some texts in. Mary joined the conversation. She likes Brian Regan. She also likes Jake Johansson. Oh, he's great. He is uh, the first comedy show I saw was Jake Johansson at the at Zany's when I was uh, in college. And I was a huge fan of him and Seinfeld growing up. I used to watch them on late night shows. And I get to open for him on my birthday this year. Which oh, nice. It's like a good good way to leave comedy and be like all right well i've done it and i'll go back to law <laughs> suing the turtles um no I'm, I'm excited but i'm also it's kind of funny because uh they say you don't i met him after the show and i remember just being like because he was after after the show was selling merch or whatever yeah. cds and he was shaking hands i'm like i was so starstruck yeah and uh they say you shouldn't meet your heroes and um our friend, uh, mutual friend of ours, Brian Regan, was his hero, and I got to meet him. Uh, and I didn't really, I wasn't a huge Brian Regan fan, but I got to meet him. And I go, hey, come out, meet me. Your favorite comedian is here. He's like, oh, I don't want to meet my hero. <laughs> I'm like, no, he's the nicest guy. And then Brian Regan got on the phone and and just started just yelling at him jokingly and oh, just wow. using a lot of inappropriate language, which is funny 
for someone who's a clean comic. It was so funny. Wait, he, Brian Regan was Johansson's favorite comic? No, no, I'm, I screwed up the whole story. <laughs> Sorry. Jake Johansson is my favorite. My friend Ross oh, Kelly's right, favorite right, comedian right. is Brian Regan. That's so funny. And I got to meet him. I go, come. I only you what? completely left out the Ross Kelly part yeah, of that story. That was amazing. That was so good. You, I got excited. It was one part we needed to really have that. <laughs> That's why you're here. <laughs> Clarity. I will say this one thing. I like telling people, like for instance, for the person who really likes Jake Johansson, I love uh, if I because I've opened for him too. And I and the one thing I will say also, I will always. Uh, if, if they are a nice person, like Jake Johansson is like the nicest, oh, right. nicest guy. Yeah, it's it's uh, it, they've, it's been fun opening for who's who's the first concert you or who's the comedy show you first saw? The first comedy show I yeah. saw. Um, I don't know if I ever saw one when I was living in England, but the fir- the first one I saw in America was absolutely bonkers. It was like early. It was two thousand. It was this. It was this comedy festival, open air festival. Right, the host was Jimmy Kimmel. Um, Kathleen Madigan was wow. the first comic. Um, uh, oh, uh, oh, my lord! Um, Eddie Murphy's friend. I can't believe I'm I'm, I'm blanking on this. Darnell. Oh. No, uh, it begins with an A. Um, he had oh, his own talk show. Arsenio Hall. Arsenio Hall. It went Kathleen Madigan, Arsenio Hall, um, and then it went. Um, who's the guy? Just because uh, <laughs> I can't remember anyone. Who's the guy that used to put a rubber glove on his head? Uh, he, he's now on America's Got Talent. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> he's a very famous comedian. Anyway, he went next. He was supposed to close out because uh, Tracy Morgan was late. Oh. Tracy Morgan closed out this open-air, family-friendly uh, comedy festival with the dirtiest set I've ever seen. And it was the most amazing thing. Oh, <laughs> wow. Was like a, At a family show. It was. He did the filthiest jokes. Howie Mandel. Howie Mandel. Thank you so much. <laughs> Cheers. Okay, to be in my defense, you couldn't remember your I friend know. Ross Well, Kelly. no, no, I left out the part of because well, I was trying to. I got excited to. Re, I just remember that story anyway. But yeah, that's why you're here. To, yeah, that was my first one. Uh, but seeing Tracy Morgan walk, literally thousands of people, thousands oh, of people, yeah, was uh, was amazing. Um, joining us is another uh, comedian, uh, friend of ours, uh, who's got a new special out called Good Grief. Joe Kilgallen, Joe. Welcome to the conversation. I'll tell you what, uh, sitting here listening to you two fumble through those stories, I felt like a pro wrestler just like, tag me in. Please just tag me in already. I will help you out, okay? When you were like, what's Eddie Murphy's name? I want to be like, Ross Kelly. It's Ross Kelly, Paul's <laughs> former podcast partner, I believe, yes. and show producer. Right, right, right. And Scarlett Johansson, she's my favorite comedian. Oh, of all yeah. the Johansons, I think all Scarlett's jo- way funnier. <laughs> who is your favorite? Who was um, the first comic? Well, let me ask you this first. Who was the first comic show you saw? The f- uh, Within the same week, I saw a local Chicago showcase at the Improv when the Improv just opened. Okay, in Schaumburg, yeah. In Schaumburg, I was handed a flyer. And I was like, sure, I'll go to see that. And then I became friends with most of the people who were on it, so that was cool. But the first like one I paid a ticket to see was uh, Dan Cook, believe it or not. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, at the All-State I can see that. I can believe that. <laughs> I mean, I was 20 years old at the time or something, so yeah. Uh, I, I got to see him recently. He's, I was a big hater of Dan Cook growing up, I'm not going to lie. But when I saw him live in his own element in Los Angeles, I was like, okay, he's, he's pretty good. Yeah, he's a got lot some of people. Yeah, that's yeah, first a lot of them. He's done all he's right. He's pretty good. Yeah. He's done okay. Seven figures. He's got a future. Tours. He's got a future. Sold out Madison Square Garden twice. He's <laughs> pretty good. He's got some good stuff. Um, Joe, where do you fall on the on the turtles versus plastic straws uh, controversy? Are you pro turtle or are you uh, pro plastic straw? I'm pro turtle. 
All right. I look. I don't like a paper straw either. But how about just no straw? Well, why is it? Why do we need straws? Use the glass to you your mouth. Stir things. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I just don't have no, enough drinks where you drink, stir drink things. should have been pre-stirred for you. Not, not if they're shaken. Huh? I don't Even know. <laughs> Do you know the whole shaken, not stirred thing? Uh, James Bond is technically drinking a watered-down martini. There's a reason bartenders stir it. When you yeah, shake it, the ice yeah. chips and it waters no, down the alcohol. It's James Bond is famously an idiot. <laughs> what a fool. Good grief. Which is also the name of your album. Uh, oh, Joe, nice. where did you, uh, where'd you record your special at? In New York? Yes, it was in Brooklyn, New York, at a place called The Gutter, which is a bowling alley slash music and comedy venue, and it's one of the coolest places on earth, and I was fortunate enough to do that a little over a year ago. I had some uh, comedian friends of ours, Lisa Traeger and uh, Jonah Jerkins and Mike Leibovitz, they all opened for me. Uh, it's well, two of the three are funnier than me, so you, it's weird to have <laughs> right. three people funnier than you to open for you. I always, I always do. I, speaking of which, you open for me. I had two, I had two people of the three funnier for me <laughs> when I headlined uh, for the Parkinson's event. I, I love doing that, don't you? Well, it challenges you. You know, it gets the crowd going. You know, they're going to be, and most crowds are very pumped up. They're excited. They're rooting for you. Uh, the challenge I had with with which doing it in Brooklyn was that the audience didn't really know me. Right, right. I did yeah. two shows. The first show, it was like two people in the audience had heard of me before. The late show was a lot more like fans and friends came on out, which was cool. But I, I wanted that challenge. I've done the other three um, specials slash albums I've recorded have all been right here in Chicago, my backyard, basically. And that was just, you know, you want a challenge as a comedian. Also, I think that for me, I, I, I also recorded mine in Philadelphia where 90% of the crowd didn't know me. I felt like... If I did it at home, I would be in my head too much because the friends and family who've seen that have all seen those jokes before. So it's not fresh. Did you did that come into play when you were thinking about it? Uh, maybe a little bit. Uh, yeah, well, it should have. It should have. Yeah, you're right. Because <laughs> I've seen your set. No, I'm just. Well, kidding. when I've recorded in the past, I remember the the previous one I did, which was just before the pandemic in 2020. That's called I didn't say anything bad, which you could find on YouTube, everyone. <laughs> uh, so with that one, we did two shows as well. And the second show, everyone's like, man, that second show crowd was off the wall. They were amazing. And I was like, I am not using that crowd. Because it sounded like it was just an audience full of my cousins. Oh. They were going way too nuts at these jokes. Yeah, yeah. To the point where even I was like, that's not that funny. Calm down. <laughs> Calm down. Where um, Are you already working on the new stuff? I am. I feel like I'm a good... Maybe 75% uh, towards the next thing. Oh, so you recorded a year ago. Yeah, okay. so I had time, which yeah. was nice. See, I recorded in, in September. When, did you, when you recorded yours a year ago as well, Adam? Oh, over a year ago now, yeah. yeah. Paul, I, it's not a race, by the way. No, no, no. I, what, what I'm, it is a race for me to come up with new material because I feel like once that's released, it's like, oh. I like, I like my jokes to age like yeah. like like a fine port. <laughs> I, see, like I feel like I have a very limited time. And what I've been doing, trying to write new stuff instead instead of just writing new stuff, is I've gone back to jokes I wrote ten years ago and revamped them. Mm. And it's it's weird because I'll be doing them like this week I did them out, and people are like, "Oh, you're still doing that?" I'm like, "No, no, I haven't done this joke in five years." Don't I'll, like some of our mutual friends, who one of which you just named, is still doing the same set from 10 years ago. Sure, sure. Everyone knows a few comedians like that. Uh, they motivate us. Uh, yeah, you know, I 
my writing process is simple. I it's I just don't force anything. I let it come to me. Yeah. And I, I just accept the fact that all right, I'm gonna have a couple months where I'm gonna be in a little bit of a writer's block. I'm not gonna, you know, uh, churn out a lot of material. But then once I feel that spark, I lean into it hard because yeah. I'm like, ooh, I'm in a zone now where I'm gonna come up with a lot of things. Well, you came up with uh, the show we did recently together uh, at Zany's. You had you had done a bunch of new stuff, and I knew it was new because you were talking about your trip to Scotland, and I was like, and someone in the audience was like, that stuff was so polished. I'm like, he just wrote eighty percent of what he just did and murdered mm-hmm. for like twenty minutes. I was like, Ron, I don't know how long you did, but we need to find this person because I need them around. My <laughs> you life. have your, uh, I can get you your set that night too. By the way, if you haven't gotten it right, but you you did really well. That was a great show. It was for a great cause. And Paul, thank you for having me on it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It just. Uh, I'm in a good zone right now. So when I, I went to Scotland in the beginning of October, and when I came back, I remember thinking to myself, oh, do I have any material from that trip? Did anything eventful happen? Then I just started talking about it with friends like at a bar, and they were laughing as I went. So I was like, oh, I got something. That's here. a bit, yeah. Let's, let's cook, as the kids say. <laughs> they <laughs> they don't, I don't kids, think they, they say these, that. These Gen Z kids are always saying, hey, let them cook. You ever yeah, heard that one? Yeah. Like someone's rolling on something? We'd just be like, that guy's on a roll. They'd be like, hey, let them cook. Right. It's their big thing. I haven't heard that. Well, we're all hanging out the wrong people. We're very old, the three of us now. So <laughs> we're in our mid to late seventies. So we got that is true. You're listening to Joe Kilgallen, whose new uh, special "Good Grief" is available on PunchUp.Live, this great new comedy platform that also features the likes of Roy Wood Jr. from The Daily Show, politics. <laughs> so Hello, yeah. we're bringing it back. Uh, <laughs> Sam Morell, Jordan Jensen, Steve Byrne, Mark wow. Norman, uh, Josh Wolf. So yeah, it's a great. And I'm like the thirteenth comedian on there. There's only like thirteen or fourteen comedians on there, and they're all way more famous than me for now <laughs> for now uh joe kilgan check out his special and adam burke your special weaponized empathy will be available soon where can people find that it's going to be on spotify and all the and, uh, all the streaming platforms it's an album it's an audio experience so i hope you enjoy it no you uh, can't see it anywhere uh no this one this one you won't be able to see but i'll be posting clips from it on the Instagram and all that kind of stuff. Audio clips yeah. of it? <laughs> no, no <laughs> video pictures clips. of you. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. do have video. I will, I, I will be reenacting the bits with the little, <laughs> little action figures. And you and uh, you'll be at the at Oak Park uh, Complex, January twenty sixth, twenty seventh. Adam Burke, check it out. Get your tickets for that. We're going to take a quick break here. Please join us if you have questions or concerns or want to talk to us at seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight. We will no longer be taking calls or votes on the straw versus turtle <laughs> argument you're listening to driving it home with patty vasquez in your communities in chicago on wcpt 820 welcome to driving home with patty vasquez the voice you are hearing is not patty vasquez but paul farver i am sitting in for the amazing patty vasquez who is taking a break today you can catch her again tomorrow if you want, uh, or watch him live when she's at the Laugh Factory on January 28th for Patty Vasquez and Friends. I'll be there. I'll also be there the next night, January 29th at Stand Up's Sit Down, as well as January 22nd for Stand Up Sit Down. I think uh, Joe Kilgallen was at one of those shows as well. The uh, last Monday of the month. Yeah, January 29th. Yeah, you can catch him there. If you want free tickets to that show or to Patty's show, just follow me on Instagram and tell me you listen to me on WCPT, and I will give you free tickets to that show. Uh, joining me is uh, Joe Kilgallen and Adam Burke. We were talking earlier. I mentioned earlier that people attack comedians all the time from both sides of, of the aisle. Uh, and uh, for us, just telling the truth on stage, and, and people don't give a lot of comedians respect uh, 
I get a lot of respect because I was a lawyer. <laughs> You're like the opposite of Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> I get too much I get respect. So much respect. But I, I said that a lot of people, you know, downplay uh, the the insight that comedians have on things. Um, and I, of course, have alleged credibility because I can talk <laughs> on these things because I was a lawyer. That's a good special title. Alleged credibility. <laughs> that should good. be. I like it. If I could only remember that. Um, but I and I and I truly mean this. I've the smartest people I've met uh, are in the comedy world. After shows, you talk to people. And uh, one of our friends, I've, I was shocked to learn he didn't even go to college. And I think he's got like some of the greatest insights on comedy and uh, things that we talk about, too. Like today, people were t- talking about Trump being on the ballot for in Maine and Colorado. Whether that's going to stick, who knows? Um, I do think it's interesting that the Colorado ruling did a very interesting thing where they cited Neil Gorsuch from when he was in Colorado as a as a justice there. So it'll be interesting if he's going to try to weigh in and uh, and and having a majority who is uh, conservative but also states' rights, it puts him in a bind. So I don't yeah. know. What say you, Adam Burke? Well. Um uh, what I think is interesting about it, because people said if Trump ends up uh, winning the primary, let's say he ends up um, getting elected. I've heard multiple people say that that will be the end of democracy, right? But here's the thing. If that's true, the next election in this country is going to be the most scrutinized election probably in history. Everything is going to be watched so much. So if Trump does get elected and then he ends democracy, then we will have done that democratically <laughs> we will have voted to well, end our plus. own democracy that's but, then, but it's like if you believe in democracy then you have to believe in that you have to if let you, it happen you have to believe in in that version of it unless you're like well they don't know what they're voting for and then you're talking about an elitist version of like the, the republic greek, greek and roman version where you didn't let the plebs vote where one person decided what they wanted right. but that's you know that's it but it but it is like if he ends up ending democracy then we voted for it <laughs> yeah that's a good point. And by we, you mean Joe? Because no, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think it's 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 interesting. And people talk about whether there should be wait, there should be limitations. People are trying to limit voting. They can say the reason why it happened is because of election restrictions, right? Or gerrymandering, uh, you know, certain places, um, or the fact that we have an electoral college. Right. right. It's, a, it's an insane thing. but um, Which you could argue is bad for democracy. I mean, we're a constitutional republic. We right, vote for right. other people to make the decisions for us. That's the whole point with it. Absolutely. And, yeah, and I know that they're worried about uh, Colorado and Maine. Maybe it's the tip of the iceberg and more states will follow suit. Those are both states he, got, he lost both times. Right, right. Yeah. So I think there's still that old boys club deep within the Republican Party who are hoping that he's not on the ballot. They oh, don't yeah. want anything to do with this guy. They thought right. he was a joke last time. Right. And they, they, they've dragged us into the mud. And now it's just this constant battle of who could out crazy who. And that's what American <laughs> politics have really become. Right. And, and I think that they're, they are all hoping that he will lose because they, they want to get rid of him. But they can't do it themselves because he brought this new group of people to vote for Republicans who never voted before. Right. And also, yeah. That's, or they're so crazy. They can't, they got to, they'd be like, oh, the Democrats did it. But if you look at the witness list for Jack Smith, <laughs> it's all Republicans. Right. So 
you know, people and he can say it all he wants. And people uh, going back to what you said, Adam, earlier, where people are like, well, that's fake news. Like I always anytime someone says that, I go just read the read the court documents because right. there's no media involved. Those are what the actual judges say. And and people just, you know, they, they deny it. They they lean in. They get their information from Twitter. Yeah. Because a court TikTok. document, as you, as you, I believe you might be able to weigh in this, a court document's quite long. Where I think Sometimes. Memes, memes tend to run around the uh, the nine word length. <laughs> or a picture <laughs> with a one word. <laughs> a picture with one word. Yeah, I could see that. But yeah, I mean, that's what you know, I explained everything back. I remember I did this long email on fa- or message on Facebook, which happened to be the most popular. My non-comedy uh, com- uh, comment got the most views or likes or shares. But I just explained how the election fraud argument failed right. and people were getting so upset. And all I did was quote the actual court documents. Like, that's fake news. I'm like, actually, no, it's not. These are the actual documents. This is what the Supreme Court said, who, by the way, are not Democrats. You know, like they voted and people unfollowed me and they're like, you're, you're. And I, I love, so. I love how, how far they have to drill down for it to be fake. Well, they only know that because of the stenographer and she's in the pocket of big typewriter. Well, we know. That's what, I mean, if you look at what Trump said, he was, he was saying that the judge's clerk was, <laughs> yeah. was, was uh, against him famously the most powerful uh, clerk position. yeah these are things that I happened heard the doordash guy who brought them food <laughs> was an obama appointee he yes was, so he knew and that's yes. why that's all that's all and we, okay we have jim calling in to to give us a lighter thought so go back to talk about late night eats jim uh hi how are you guys Good. Happy New Year, gentlemen. Happy New Year, gentlemen. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. When, I, when I was a kid in the city, the only place you had two places to go. You go to the west side for uh, White Castle or the suburbs for White Castle. But if you wanted to drink around the clock, the only place to see, like if you're on, if you're on Rush Street, no matter where you're at, you had to hit the Cicero at 22nd Street. The bar would stay open until 6 in the about. Ten to six, and it would close, and the crowd would go right across the street. The bar would open at six o'clock to join across the street. But you could always get a couple of slim gyms or a couple of hard boiled eggs. Oh yeah, what's, the hard boiled eggs. What's this gentleman saying? Chip, Jim, you know what I love about this story? I know you're telling the truth because I can hear every one of those nights in your voice. <laughs> yeah, thanks, but that's a true story. That's a true story. But anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, these joints were. You had to take a cab there, you know, and then, oh. you know, and then there was a joint in Rosemont that was open those six. But once it was six o'clock, you were thrown into the street. That was it. You were on your own. You had a hitchhike home. Yeah. You guys have a happy new year. All right, thanks, thanks, Jim. Jim's no. Jim reminds us that this is still the greatest city in the world. <laughs> yeah. The voice. Okay? Yeah. Well, not just the voice. The, the, those bars exist. It's yeah. not that far fetched. Like you know, in some places, if you heard someone telling a story about, oh, we go to this bar till six a.m. and then we get breakfast and then go back to the bar that open at eight a.m. and blah yeah. blah blah, you'd be like, no way. But we know Chicago, so we're like, yeah, that's about that makes right. Sense. That I, totally checks out. I mean, that was his answer to the question: Where can I eat after midnight? Get a slim Jim. At a bar, <laughs> and then keep drinking. Address. <laughs> then you can keep drinking. Yeah, no, that's and that's a thing. And a lot of those places, um, those like uh, the one great, the one 
great loss during COVID was so, so many late night restaurants went away mm-hmm. and a lot of late night bars, you know, whether they lost their late licensors or what, those are all gone too. But uh, Bijan's opened up again. That was closed during COVID and they just opened up. I don't know if you ever went there. Mm-hmm. That's a great late night place, but their menu is not the same. Some. Well, I miss diners. Diners are now so many diners that used to be open twenty four hours or even closed. open late. Yeah, a lot of them closed, or they're open for just breakfast and lunch. And and that's Why? crazy to me. The one on uh, on North and Ashland, Hollywood, Hollywood Grill. Grill. Now they're they're open during regular hours. They're trying to compete with other brunch places. It's, it's like, like what are you doing? You are know what you are. <laughs> Lean into French it. toast at one a.m. Yeah, that's what you are. It's I don't crazy. want food. I don't want an omelet at eleven a.m. from you. That yeah. sounds horrible, right? I want that's so basic. Yeah, so that's what the kids places. will say. The Susies of the world. All those late night. Well, no, the, no, the kids would say, "Let them cook." Yeah, <laughs> the kids would say, "Let them cook." But the, the, the Jim kept referring to him as joints. That's yeah. what we're missing. There's not enough joints anymore. <laughs> Greek diners. That's a great point. Yes. Yeah, I like I, a good joint. I, I, and there were so many. There was a lot of those late night places. Even n- near Rush and everything, all those are gone. And um, as, a, as a night owl, we're all night owls. We, I'm, I don't drink anymore or very rarely do. So what I do is get food afterwards. And now it's, I'm always at the same three places. So I, I, and nobody's really helped me find places. Jim, I love your story, but it did not add to my list of places. I do appreciate that Arnold uh, or Steve called earlier with the um, Fireside and I, I haven't been there in a while. And Estelle's Adam said is a place, although they don't have uh, plates or silverware. <laughs> Fireside's great. Fireside is great. That's closer to you, though, right? No, that's on Ravenswood near Peterson. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. How late is the Dyna Grill open? That's, That's 24 right. hours still, I yeah. believe. Yeah. I was just not, there. I need to run for mayor and change some things. <laughs> because that's what I'm, I want to run for mayor in about 10 years or so. And uh, I want to bring back the neighborhood tavern. Because the city did a thing, I think it started under daily in the late 90s, early 2000s, where it's, you had to sell a certain percentage of your sales. It had to be food. Well, yeah. to get a diff- it's different licensing, yeah, to become a, a liquor license, yeah. We need to go back to just, if you want to open up a bar that doesn't serve food, you're more than welcome to. Let's bring some of that stuff back. There used to be an old neighborhood flavor that I think a lot of neighborhoods miss and are lacking. And if we bring those back, I think you'll see uh, spirits a little higher. Mm-hmm. People will be a little nicer. Happier. Yeah. And then uh, safety comes right after that. <laughs> see, this is a foolproof plan, everybody. <laughs> no, I, I agree with you. And I also love those bar- the workarounds that those bars used to have for the food requirement, where it would just be like chips. nine of the oldest pretzel sticks <laughs> you've ever seen. Like- They'd be like potato <laughs> chips. Dollar fifty. Yeah. Well, all you need is a bag of J's and an old style. <laughs> Jim and an egg is Jim said. Lunch. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I disagree. I think you need to have more nutrition uh, <laughs> as a person who isn't drinking anymore. It's called Freedom, Paul. All right? Freedom. We can have I'm a vegan gonna... place right next to these bars with the classic Old South sign. That's the American The classic Old want. South sign, I agree. That should be in every establishment, even though Old South is just okay. I liked, well, the, I liked how you used to be able to tell what neighborhood you're in just by what, how cold beer was translated. Whether it was a Zimni Piwau. Or a, or a Cerveja Frija. And our <laughs> listeners in Minnesota definitely can relate to this. Yeah. I know oh, they can. They drink a lot. I love our Minnesota friends. They're mm-hmm. great. Good comedy clubs up there. Shout out to the House of Comedy. House of Comedy, Acme. Great clubs, Acme yeah. is good, too. Yeah, those, and, uh, and it, it is a drinking town. And uh, the more you travel, you realize how much we drink in Chicago. Well, drink responsibly is the key. <laughs> okay, let's remember everyone. Drink responsibly. And, uh, you know, 
watch yourself a little bit and yeah, have some water. Don't forget the water. water. Yeah, we didn't drink water as kids. Spoken like a guy who's planning on running for mayor. <laughs> I just realized that. So I got to be careful here. The voices you are hearing the are Joe Kilgallen, uh, comedian. You can you can catch his special Good Grief. Uh, you can get that. Uh, where can they get it again? Punchup.live. They can also just go to my website, joekilgallen.com. Check it out there. It's got all my tour dates, but it links you right to the special. And you have a show this Saturday in, in Lake Geneva, too, right? Yep. This Saturday at the Bottle Shop in Lake Very Geneva, fun Wisconsin. Show. Very fun. Two and shows, right? Two shows, yeah. 5 and 7 p.m. Early bird. So check it all out. It's going to be great. You could also get the tickets at joekillgallon.com. How about it? Heck yeah. And uh, and Adam Burke, you have your uh, album yep. coming out, uh, Weaponized Empathy, uh, which is available where? Uh, it'll be available on uh, you know iTunes, all the places that you get your albums. It's going to be on Spotify and so on and so forth. Uh, and it's through a specialthingrecords.com. You can get it right there. And you can catch Adam at the Complex in Oak Park, January 26th, 27th. Where can you get, get tickets for that, Adam? Uh, on their website, which I believe <laughs> is thecomedyplex.com. Comedyplex.com. We're going to take a quick break here. Uh, Call us if you have any other questions, 773-763-9278. I do want to stress we are no longer taking votes on the straw <laughs> versus turtle argument. Are you literally not taking a straw poll? No more straw <laughs> Hey there, it's your guy, Warren Price, from European and U.S. Collision Repair, a division of Technicraft Body Shops. We specialize in automobile and truck repair as well as normal automobile maintenance. With our highly skilled technicians and environmentally friendly materials, we strive for quality. Call 773-248-1200. That's 773-248-1200 or europeanus.com. You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. Welcome back to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez. I am Paul Farvar, comedian Paul Farvar, sitting in for the amazing Patty Vasquez. Also sitting with me are comedians Joe Kilgallen and Adam Burke. We are talking about politics and comedy, and uh, both of these individuals, while not having law degrees like myself, <laughs> are very well-versed in politics. And one of them, perhaps, will run for mayor, and the other one will one day be a citizen. <laughs> <laughs> my, yeah, my goals are so much lower. Oh, I didn't say who's who, but I guess <laughs> that's clear now. Um, we have a call. Uh, Roosevelt uh, wants to talk about comedians in politics. Hey, Roosevelt. Hey, guys. Uh, I wanted to talk about Trump specifically, that he's trying to be a comedian constantly because he gives names to all the people that he doesn't like, like Little Marco, Shifty Shift, Crazy, uh, I think he named uh, uh, our uh, Democratic Speaker, Crazy Nancy, and... And when it and when and it goes when it goes back to him, he can't take it. He's got mm-hmm. skin. So, what do you guys think about that? And uh, so, we're going to have a whole year of this because apparently uh, they're not uh, bailing out. Now, I mean, bowing out uh, as far as the candidates that are against yeah. Trump. To, to be specific, Chris Christie, and and he, I don't think he's given him a name yet. He just in a, in a roundabout fat. way called him fat. Yeah, I think he's running out of names. He, he's doing like deranged for a lot of people. And I don't know if he did it or DeSantis, but the new one that was today in a commercial was Tricky Nikki for Nikki Haley, which I thought was pretty impressive. I like that Tricky Nikki. <laughs> I didn't hear that one. That's a new one. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think. 
he's uh he he kind of has the I know comedians have said this before, but he has like the 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 presentation of a comedian when he he's got a pretty good I mean I'm, I'll give him credit he's he's got a good system as a stand up comedian not as good as Obama but well I mean he's got a ridiculous but, but he, cadence to his voice yeah what it is which is good yeah. for comedy I mean what were we saying Roosevelt oh, sorry. Don't, don't you th- sorry you broke up there go ahead uh, yeah but he's funny to me in a different way I don't know you guys. It, to me, he's funny in a different way, meaning he says things so ridiculous that it that you can't help it but to laugh because he, yeah. you know, he he goes off the deep end. He starts with one thing and he winds up with uh you guys were talking about turtles earlier. He's trying to save the whales <laughs> and trying to save the the, the, the birds from well, the he, from the windmills. Yeah. He was talking about the water in sinks for a while, and I didn't understand what he was talking about until I had new sinks installed. And I think what he was trying to get at, do you guys remember that? He'd be like, you, you turn the faucet, there's no water. Yeah. There's no the whole That whole long-winded version, if you watch his, he's done it a few times on specials, or on specials. <laughs> I'm treating it like he's got his own special, but in interviews. But all he's trying to get at is the environmental policy of where the new sinks are less of a flow. Yeah. But I didn't understand what he was saying until I got a sink. I was like, oh, that's what he's talking about. And he's right. But don't you feel that he is one of those people where what's fresh on his mind is like the last guy he talked to? And clearly (laughs) he was on the call to some developer who was complaining about this and it was just fresh in his mind. And he was just like... It's 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 like someone just asked him how was your day at work, honey. As soon as he gets in front of straw of the water. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's clearly someone who's trying to pretend to be a regular person. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. He's like, oh, what do regular people complain about? <laughs> maybe faucet pressure. Maybe one time I had to jiggle a toilet. Oh, I could talk about that. That'll relate to them. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's just his whole thing. And he's always yeah. and and Roosevelt, you're kind of asking from a comedian's perspective. How do we like like witness his performances? As you could say, he's just always come off as a guy BSing his way through a book report he didn't read. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? right, right. And uh, and yeah, with the nicknames and everything, that's another way of him trying to be a regular guy. And he's just not. He's such yeah. a phony. He's he such eats a phony. pizza he's with not, a fork exactly. and knife. My point. He he learned how to talk like that, and and a comedian has noticed this as a joke about this because he hung around those construction sites when he was ripping all those people off, where he wasn't paying the contractors and the subcontractors. So he just learned to to try to act like that but he is he's he is a complete phony and it's sad how many people have bought into this i think he's losing his touch because his nickname yeah. for ron DeSantis was ron de sanctimonious that's way too many syllables <laughs> doesn't it make sense you can't chant that <laughs> yeah you can't chant that lock hit lock this run to send to me it doesn't have a ring to it yeah he he the when he did those the ones for like Mar- <laughs> little Rubio or little Marco. <laughs> little I mean, Marco. those were pretty funny. But yeah, he has lost it. And I think the last time I saw one of his rants, he was using deranged repetitively, which in comedy, <laughs> you know, you can't use the same. But sometimes when someone tells you what they are, <laughs> listen to them. Deranged, yes. Well, thanks, Roosevelt, for your call. And, great uh, name. It is a great name. Um but yeah, so we were talking earlier about the Epstein list, and it looks like there's a slow leak on there. The one thing, talking about comedians um, or Trump not being able to take it, people are arguing that Kimmel can't take it when Aaron Rodgers made the alleged joke on Pat McAfee's show saying that the list, the Epstein list is going to come out and uh, he's going to be celebrating when Jimmy Kimmel's name is on it. 
Did you see all that? I did yeah. see that. I respect Jimmy Kimmel for responding the way he did. He did. And uh, I don't know. Aaron Rodgers is just a pud. Uh, I think that's okay to say in the air. We've got a lot of Minneapolis fans uh, and Chicago fans listening, so we can all get yeah. together and talk about how we, we all agree. Aaron Rodgers. We all agree on that. Uh, it's just, I, he has no credibility to me anymore. He's just become one of those people. He's, he gets some information from, he is, he's a meme guy. Mm-hmm. You know, you used to put like life lessons in comic books to teach kids, but kids today, or not kids today, adults today can't even read a comic book. They need to get things from a meme. And what Aaron, like, his family doesn't even talk to him. So why do we have any yeah. credit for this guy? He's just he's, he's got a platform and unfortunately and uh you know now he has a new team and they're going to he's going to he's going to have a sway with a certain amount of people and he even attacked uh uh what's um Kelsey for taking the 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 vaccine or being the the he called him Pfizer boy. poster boy or yeah. whatever. He's eventually going to fade away. Here's the thing, Aaron. If you're not playing, no one's going to care. The game moves on without you. It you has know? moved on you without know, you. you just go on there with your greasy ponytail every day, complaining about all these other people you're jealous of. And I hope Kimmel does sue him. I hope that, that way it'll teach it's defamation. Him. A friend yes. of mine was uh, said she was watching the Browns Jet game, Jets game, and uh, someone pointed out that. Uh, Roger said exactly took exactly three snaps for the Jets, and uh, someone said four if you count his ACL. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're laughing at his pain, just like everyone does at our shows. That's great. Um, yeah, I I do respect him a lot, and I, I do like his show a lot. And a lot of he has become the whipping boy for the right because they, if you, and that's an example we were talking about earlier, where I went on on um, Twitter to see what he actually said. What what Aaron Rodgers said, and then I accidentally hit the comments. Oh dear! <laughs> and oh my God, do the Trump fans hate Kimmel? Mm-hmm. Like he is the most. I thought Colbert would be, but he's way more hated. Well, I mean, they hate anybody who wants people to have universal health care so that when you get <laughs> sick, you don't go into bankruptcy and, you know, poor children who can't help the, you know, the situation they're born in get taken care of. You know, they obviously can't right. stand that kind of thing. You know, the, the, the pro-life crowd really hates helping sick children. They've always have. Uh, and they don't like anyone who's grown. I feel like Kimmel was a guy. Who admittedly did a lot of things on the, the man show, the man yeah. show that yeah. was in poor taste. Even back then, it was kind of in poor taste, but nobody really had the internet to you know right. really put a spotlight on such things. Right. So now he's grown and said, like, "Yeah, I did a lot of dumb things back then," and that kind of self reflection is uh, foreign to them. No, so, yeah, yeah, for them, growth is uh, betrayal. It's woke. <laughs> yeah. It's woke. becoming woke. Yeah, he became woke and educated himself. No, gets retired no, soon. you it's are who ruined. you are at nineteen, and you never change. Right. That's, yeah, man, that's... you talk about high school football forever. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> I feel like, Joe, you you were like that as well. <laughs> I was like that until about Last year. Uh, COVID. 45 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, just, I walked through this door. This is what's amazing about Progressive Studios. It's just something came over me as I walked in. It was quite impressive. Joe, uh, thank you for joining, uh, and Adam as well. Joe, please... Uh, Make sure everyone go watch Joe. Go to JoeKilgallen.com to catch his new uh, special, Good Grief. It's amazing. Joe, is, uh, Joe and Adam are two of the best comedians in Chicago. Adam sure. Burke. The best, I'd say. <laughs> One two of the two. best. One and two. Uh, and uh, Adam, your special uh, weaponized empathy is coming out. Make sure you check that out. And your website or on Instagram, they can follow you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, ATP Burke on Instagram. Check me out there. And uh, you've been listening to me. I thank you for... Uh, 
staying if you stayed on if you heard my voice like that's not patty and you <laughs> turned off and you didn't do that i appreciate that my name is paul farvar i'm a comedian as well you can catch me at uh, the laugh factory at stand up sit down january 22nd and january 29th with joe Cal- joe kilgallen uh if you follow me on instagram at paul farvar common spelling that's f-a-r-a-h-v-a-r uh i will give you free tickets to the show because uh you stuck it out and uh even if you voted for turtles instead of straws i will allow it and uh you can see me uh at paul f comedy has all my dates i won't be in chicago uh anytime soon but if you have friends in tampa sarasota um austin texas um tell them to come check me out and uh Check us all out. Follow us all on on uh, on our websites, on Instagram as well. And don't forget to tune in tomorrow for Patty Vasquez. She'll be back. Thank you, Patty, for having me. And uh, make sure you see Patty at her show, Patty Vasquez and Friends, January 28th at the World Famous Laugh Factory as well. Thank you all for sticking around, WCPT, and everyone at KTNF. Coming up soon is keep listening after this commercial. <laughs> The impact of a meal goes well beyond feeding our bodies, because feeling full can sound like this. How did the interview go? I did it! I got the job! I can't believe it! And like this. Mom! I got first place at the science fair with my volcano project! That's amazing, sweetie. Congratulations! Because when people are fed, futures are nourished, and everyone deserves to live a full life. Join the movement to end hunger at feedingamerica.org slash act now. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public. The list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is destroying.